0: Welcome to Commonwealth Climate Talks with the League of Conservation Voters, an interview podcast seeking to highlight activists, organizers, and community leaders championing conservation and environmental justice. I'm your host, Colin Arnold, and today I'd like to introduce you to Gary Harris, founder and president of the Center for Sustainable Communities, and a lifelong champion of the environment as a scientist, minister, and community advocate. (laughs)
1: sounds good yeah
0: so yeah thank you gary so much for for coming on the show um i'm really excited about this interview you're of course the head of the center for sustainable communities in portsmouth uh and you've had a very very like you know uh uh, interesting career in uh climate sciences and uh, uh energy sustainability and all that kind of stuff so um uh, you know, you obviously got your start in science very early on, uh, and uh, you had mentioned something about a fifth grade science project that kind of kicked all that off.
1: Yeah, sure, yeah, sure did, Colin. Well, per- first and foremost, thank you so much for having me yeah. uh, this morning. And uh, I thought you were going to say the first, the first podcast, and it's great to kick this podcast series off. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, kick it off right, uh, first and foremost, is it's uh, Black History Month. Uh, and uh, secondly, uh, thanks so much for, for, for uh, spotlighting us. Uh, so, so sometimes the the smaller organizations don't get this opportunity uh, to highlight our work and to and to thump our chests and everything. So uh, uh, thank thank you very much. So, so we can share these stories, so so others can can be inspired as well. But but yes, you know my my, my story started a long time ago uh, in in the science field when when I was in the fifth grade. Uh, you, you know, you know, back in the day, uh, we we had the World Book Encyclopedia. Uh, we didn't have Google or anything like that. So when we wanted to make science projects, uh, uh, as, as our teachers had instructed us, you know, we had to go to the World Book. So I picked off the World Book Encyclopedia off the shelf, opened it up, and um, found found an found an it, illustration on energy, and and ripped that illustration out of the book and turned it into a science project in one first place. Went first place, got the medal, you know, I was proud. Parents were pr- proud as well. So we tried it again. So the next year, we we did the same thing, you know, r- ripped another illustration out of the book. Parents are getting mad now that, the, that <laughs> <laughs> I was destroying their, their, their brand new set of encyclopedias, but nonetheless – uh, uh, rip, ripped rip that page out once again, Turn it into a science project, and again went, went, went first place. So through, through high school and college, you know, my, my focus has always been on science and primarily on, on energy and such. Uh, we work for, for ma- major corporations and, and and government agencies all around energy. But yeah, you know, it started out a long time ago uh, in my garage, uh, sawing wood, painting, stenciling, all that sort of stuff, you know, to, yeah. to, do, to do science projects.
0: Yeah, I am. I am very well aware. Uh, I I too grew up in the age before uh, we had Wikipedia, so I remember having to go to the the school library a lot to the eighteen part encyclopedia collection that they had for any any project that we did for school.
1: Fun times, fun times. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. Uh. What a. So obviously, when we think of uh, uh climate sciences and and. Uh, uh, we tend to focus on energy above anything else. We, we think about, you know, solar, we think about, uh, you know, how we can make uh, a, a, gas and, and petrol and, and fossil fuels cleaner or how we can limit their use, uh, but what are some some fields of, of science and, and conservation and climate change do you think that kind of go overlooked uh, that are really important to, to making sure that we have sustainable communities but maybe aren't the first kind of uh, field of science that people really think about when they think of climate change?
1: Great question. Appreciate that. And, and uh, you, you know what, uh, Colin, it, it all starts with us. You know it, it really starts with our humans human centered behavior so so the study of, of of how humans behave and and why they why they behave that they do and the drivers etc you know that that anthropocentric behavior is really at the at the center of all of this yeah uh, so, so so it's really about you know you know how can we control our behaviors how can we control the things that we do, how can we make great choices and such? Versus when it when it comes to transportation, you know, it, 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 we we hop in the car and drive free miles, and you know, um, and we, we we run up the, the amount of emissions uh, to, to do the transportation because of those short mileage trips. You know, we, we could easily walk. You know, um, in, in the field of energy, you know, we we uh, we constantly talk about how ha- how 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 high our Electric build, electric build is and such, and but we don't change our behaviors. You know, We don't uh, use energy-efficient appliances, or we don't leave the TV on all night, You know, or, or we don't uh, change the way in which, in which we use our energy and such, uh, i.e. Uh, trying to make our homes more energy-efficient uh, as opposed to uh, other things as well. We don't explore the use of solar Etc. There, so so it's the choices that we make. So so yeah, when, when it comes to food, you know, for, for instance, uh, we we need to be make better better choices because because the more meat that, that, that we eat, the more cattle graze, the more cattle graze, the more methane is, is released, uh, and, and also we're we're, we're cutting down forestlands uh, to to to, to, to uh, uh, ensure that those cattle's have a grazed land to, to to gray zone and such, so, so, so the removal of forests exacerbates the, the climate change as well. You know, every time we 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 build something, and design something, we need to make great material cho- choices because because uh, the, that that requires extraction of, of materials out of the earth, and some of those some of those materials are are precious and and uh, and, and it's scarce in such. So, so we need, need to use those materials in the wisest way possible. And, and, and at the same time, we need, we need to make sure that that, that we understand the life cycle of, of those materials, i.e. that they're not harming us uh, in, in, in any manner you know, as we use them. Uh, and also that we can dispose of them in, in a manner that, that, that doesn't affect climate as well uh, or, or, or our Earth. So, 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 so the types of materials that, that, that we use as well. And, you know, we need to be aware of what's happening uh, in, in our general environment. You know, it's getting hotter in, in, in the summers. We need to ask ourselves, well, why is that? You know, we're, we're, we're uh, uh, so seeing uh, seas rise as well. You, you know, here in Hampton Roads, uh, we're seeing things like daylight flooding. You know, we're, we're seeing flooding during, during high tide. You know, we need to be mindful of that. We need to ask ourselves. You know why are we getting getting these high temperatures? You know why are these seasons rise, and more importantly, how can we personally address those in in the behaviors that that, that we can carry out on, on a daily basis and such? And we need to ask ourselves, okay, well, well, how can we make our, our, our communities more resilient to to these effects of climate as as well? Um, you know, how can we build resilience hubs, for instance, to maintain critical community functions uh, in, in times of severe weather etc you know and how can we build a weather ready nation for all you know not all of us, I mean, you know, all of us are, are climate scientists but how can we make our communities more resilient to those severe weather impacts so it's again it's all about changing our behaviors it's, it's, all, it's all about it's all about it's all about being centered on something that's that's bigger than ourselves and such. And this issue of climate is huge and such and so. But it starts with us. It starts with us in, in changing our transportation choices, our power choices, our food choices, our material choices. Being, being aware of the harmful effects, uh, building, strengthening our our communities, and, and also uh, making sure that they're aware of the sciences. Uh, which which come to play in in this, including climate science and also meteorology as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a thing that I'm always really thankful for that uh, uh, from from my schooling is just how it's helped me develop that kind of uh, critical thinking sense to be able to to ask those questions and and interrogate them and and research them Uh, and making making that kind of resource and an idea of thinking uh and even just space to ask questions is a, a really important thing that we need to to create for communities uh which is why i am so interested in the work that you do uh, uh with this this consulting firm and all of the work you do around uh community sustainability uh, uh like a you told me about uh, a, a suite of, of applications that you helped develop with Georgia Tech just for this kind of thing, right? To help communities manage things like power and and uh, water and that kind of stuff. Uh, what, what can you tell me about those?
1: Well, the, 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 the use of science and technology is really at the heart of, of, of uh, what 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 we do, and our, our mission is, is all about making communities greener, cleaner, healthier, safer, and, and, and more climate resilient. And we do that through an equity. An environmental justice lens, but we also use science, and we use science as much as possible, as frequently as possible, because we believe that we can come up with some real effective solutions, uh, not only through our advocacy, but 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 through the the, the use of science as well. Example: uh, uh, We have. We have hundreds of, of older homes here in in, in in what we call an eco district and such. But but many of those homes were, were, were built back in the fifties and sixties and early seventies. Uh, so, so therefore, they're, they're susceptible to so, so some of the outside uh, uh, conditions so such as such as water intrusion, uh, air intrusion, and such. And they, they're not as energy efficient as as they could be, you know, mold and mildew could be present and. As well. And so, so, so auntie and grandma could be living in those conditions and don't know about it. So so we said, hey, you know, what what can we do to make sure that we that our people are living in healthy homes? So we got to with, with Georgia Tech and we developed a healthy homes app app. And that's where uh, uh, it, it helps to train an individual to go into homes and such and spot. Uh, spot things which be, which could be degrading the health of of, of folks who who are living in, in, in at home. It, it can help help spot um, uh, uh, things which may be emitting gases. It may help help the spot thing, things which which cause the home uh, to, to 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 be not as as healthy uh, as environment as it could be or should be. It helps to spot the, the things that. That, that could make the home less energy efficient as well and, and we know that, that that virginia is is um, n- n- number six in in terms of energy burdens and such so so we can go in with, with our app and not really, not only really look, look 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 for those, those things which may to great health but at the same time helping to make our homes more energy efficient as well but you know the, the communities in, in, in are geographically large as well so we need to find a way to to, to break down silos in, in, in the communities, to to make sure that 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 folks in communities are talking with one another, uh, and, and that are sharing sharing ideas, sharing uh, insights, uh, uh, and building community as well. So, so, so we built an app called Word Up. You know, and WordUp is all about uh, ensuring, again, that we're breaking down these silos. We're getting people to talk to each other. We're increasing community bonds. We're building community simply by communicating and such. So, again, this WordUp app, you know, again, uh, breaks down those barriers and, and enhances communications. You know, next, is, you know, it's all about in, empowering people in the community. You know, if you see something, say something. So, 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 so we have an app called Street Level Observation. So, you can take this app. You can just walk around, and you can spot. You know, hey, you know, we have a trend here in in solid waste collecting. Hey, look over here, we have a trend in flooding. Oh man, you know, we have a trend here. You know, in in uh, in uh, uh, grasses growing in places where, where 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 that shouldn't be happening. Again, some thirty some odd uh, attributes. Uh, uh, Folks, uh, re- residents can. And scan the neighborhood, you know, and and collect data, uh, which we can use to better the neighborhood as well. And many of those things are, are related to severe weather, climate, et cetera. Now, you know, and, and it's all about ensuring that, that 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 we build the community as strong as possible. And one of the foundations of, of that is housing. Therefore, housing justice is is, is paramount in, in our communities. Uh, so, so we have an app. Again, where we can go around and make sure that, that folks are making the right decisions with their homes. Uh, so, so we have an app uh, to, to, to ensure uh, that, that homes are, are seen as one of the primary assets uh, in our community and helps decision makers to keep their home or repair their home or, or and also help, help to build a stronger community with, with the home being at the base. Uh, and it also helps help, help helps to build wealth as well. So so again, we, we have an app called Housing Justice. Again, putting housing as as at the center of the community and strengthening that asset as much as power, just so that we can build community and build, build build our community bonds as well. We also have an, have an app uh, where, where, which looks at sea level rise. You know, uh, we 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 sea sea level rise is is one of the uh, primary uh, impacts of, of climate climate change. So, so we have an app uh, where we can go out and actually uh, do, do doing an annual event called the King Tide, uh, actually measure sea, sea level rise and such. And then that data is, fit, is fed into uh, a, a, a university where, where they analyze that data and, and, and predict the impacts of sea level rise. And then finally, uh, we have a brand new program called just science because it is all about just science. You know, make, making sure that our our, our communities uh, <laughs> utilize science uh, uh, when when they're looking at environmental challenges or when they're trying to mitigate environmental impacts uh, that they're using science to do that. Whether it be the science of air pollution, or the science of water pollution, or taking land contamination science uh, samples, etc. Just science uh, uses science and a number of scientific instruments. Uh, to, to 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 ensure that uh, our home our homes and also our communities are made as sustainable as possible. So lots of apps and lots of science used in uh, what in uh, what what we do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I live in a home that I think was built in the '60s, like not in Portsmouth, but just a stone's throw away in Virginia Beach, and. I I wish I had the access to those tools when when we were looking at it because I can tell you this house is it, the insulation is so bad that uh, this winter, we haven't even really been using the heater. We bought a couple of space heaters and uh, a heated table just because wow. it's it's a little bit more efficient. And, you know, we hang out in like one wow. or two rooms during the winter, and that's about it. And we turn the oven on. To the, I've started cooking with the oven a lot more because that heats the house more efficiently than than our central heating does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's
1: that's probably yeah. not good for the yeah. environment. Uh, <laughs> No, no, not at all, not at all. So <laughs> Exactly what our app is designed designed to help. Yeah, and many.
0: especially just making uh making access to that information you know uh available and accessible is such an important thing. Um, you know, uh, I was joking about this with uh, uh one of my good friends who's currently going back to get a a, a degree in in climate science. And, uh, you know, I don't have the time or the money to do that, but, uh, with apps like this and the, the, you know, the, the number of, of teachers who are making kind of, uh, uh, free information available online, uh, has really helped, uh, allow me to still engage with this kind of, uh, uh this kind of information, yeah. which is really, really important because, yeah. you know, uh, we have to make sure it's, it's accessible to the next generation.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, so you talked a lot about community engagement and I know uh, a community center that's been really important in your life has been a uh, church. And I really want to talk to you about how faith has interacted with your activism and how faith has like helped guide you in, uh, you know, uh, conservation work and combating climate change.
1: Well, yeah. And thank, thanks a lot for asking that question. But matter of fact, uh, And I've had lots of academic training in in energy, and lots of uh, credentialing in in the environment, and lots of studies, etc. Matter of fact, I'm um, I'm I'm studying for yet another master's degree, my my third, uh, in in sustainable energy and environmental management. You know, but but none of that really matters unless you can apply it. You know, none of that really matters uh, unless it's centered on your purpose none of that really matters unless you can have meaningful outcomes uh, in, in 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 communities. But will we'll, we'll, we'll you translate that that knowledge into actual projects? So for me, that that translation started uh, uh, back in, in back when I was the uh, creation care ministry leader at at the historic Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, uh, that's the home church of Martin, of uh, Martin Luther King. And uh, uh, there I, I started the uh, creation care ministry and such uh, that they gave me the reins of a singles ministry and such. And uh, I said, well, wait a minute now, you know, this is this is great. I have a sing- singles ministry. Everybody, everybody <laughs> just wants to hook up. You know, but what if I could actually get folks out in the woods? You know, and then <laughs> give them to the hook up. You know? uh, so um, I said, OK. Well, uh, let's 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 sprinkle in some some environmental projects. Well, we sprinkled in twenty-two environmental projects in one year, uh, span the gamut of of, of of everything from power to transportation uh, to um, uh, to uh, materials and, and uh, et cetera, et cetera, Re- recycling. Uh, twenty-two projects in one year. We, we became minister of the year. Uh, from Interfaith Power and Light, uh, who has a chapter right here in, in, in Virginia, and such, and, and because of that early faith upbringing, uh, which which then spanned ten years and such, we, we were able to r- roll out a number of projects uh, that, that impacted policy, uh, that 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 springboarded and transformed and acted as a catalyst to other projects in other or, or organizations. Uh, we, we were seen as leaders and placed placed on boards and advisory councils, etc., all because of, of of the work in the church. Uh, we, we, we were, and, and later on, you know, we, we were tapped on the shoulder by uh, the uh, uh, by by Bill Clinton's foundation uh, to to do work uh, at the church uh, uh, via his foundation initiatives and such. And we, we were raised up by. Uh, by uh, by Clinton to be uh, a shining example of how faith and church and the environment comes together. Uh, so so yeah, you know it uh, it, it really helps uh, to to have a focus on uh, the environment and creation care, and also to invoke those principles of, of creation care as well. And we do that in everything that we do. We we invoke those those principles of creation care, because because somehow I feel as though that's my purpose. You know, it started back in Ebenezer, but it is it has been institutionalized in everything that I do is to care for creation, and that means that we are good stewards of the environment. You know, we're we're not here to dominate. We're we're not here to. To, to, to tell everybody what, what to do and, and, and how to how to remove how to use their material resources, but we're, but we're here to be good stewards and such, and ensure that we use the resources in a fair and equitable manner, and such. Next, we we need to know that uh, the, that ecosystems are joined together. So if I'm burning down the, the forests in, in in the Amazon, that's going to have effect on climate all over the world and such. So these ecosystems are, are, are connected. So so I need to know that my individual behaviors, as well as though those behaviors of our of our policies and such, uh, 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 may harm our ecosystems. We need to be mindful of that because they are interconnected. They are aligned. You know, and next one, we need to know that this great earth, you know, from a creation care perspective, has all sorts of resources, but material resources, the air, the water, the land, and such. But you know what? That all needs to be shared in an equitable manner. You know, everybody has access to it. Everybody enjoys the fruits and benefits of that as well. And then lastly, you know, that, that all of this is, is is part of God's plan, you know, that that uh, that All of this is touched by the hand of God, and that makes it sacred and precious and important and such. So in everything that I do, I reach back to that creation care ministry at at, uh, Ebenezer, Uh, and and that became uh, the purpose for my life, and my aim, and and it guides me in everything that I do now to care for creation and make this the most just, sustainable, equitable, and resilient world possible.
0: Absolutely, I I remember when I first moved to the city, I I really took for granted the the amount of green spaces there, you know, because I grew up in the country. Uh, you know, I I grew up a thirty minute drive from the Appalachian Trail, and that's where I spent you know most yeah. of my adolescence. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it wasn't <laughs> until you know I I spent enough time down here in Hampton Roads that that it really made me appreciate the like how valuable, you know, the small amount of green space in a neighborhood or a backyard or uh, you know, in a a, a small park. Really matters, uh, and how important it is that we make sure that we're taking care of those things. That we're we're making sure that we're paying attention to the air quality and and how traffic affects that. And we're we're making sure that you know even parks have have the money or the the manpower to be able to like keep things clean to to keep you know uh, the the shrubs trimmed up a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I I. I think your work really shows, uh, you know, exactly uh, how much your commitment to stewardship and equi- equi- uh, stewardship and, and equity and justice uh, is so important to our communities. And, uh, you know, looking to where those communities meet is really, really important. And that's why, uh, you know, you, you can't ignore – Churches—they are the pillars of communities, especially in our area. I right. can't think of, of more than a handful of other places people gather in Hampton Roads other than churches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and you're right. You know, you, you know, they're, they're, you know we, we have the Eco District, which I, I'm going to talk about here in a minute. But even in the Eco District, we have nearly 16 churches. 16, and and, and the Eco District is only like three. Uh, Three miles by three miles or four by four you know it's just it's a it's a relatively small area compared c- compared to the city and also the Hampton roads but there there's 16 in- institutions of faith here just imagine if, if if we could get all of those institutions of faith uh, aligned and on board and engaged uh in the care creation and such and and there it all starts starts with the pastor you know you know he needs to be the guiding torch you know, you know, he needs to be the, the the guy that provides the resources and the insights and appoints people to, to champion this in in, this in 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 the church. Uh, and there are many faiths right now which are taking real strong leadership on this: uh, the, the the Catholics, the, uh, the Presbyterians, uh, uh, some of the bat- Baptist conventions, etc. There, uh, it, it's a really strong and emerging trend. Uh, that, yeah. that will hopefully
0: continue. And and speaking of, you know, the pastor kind of being the 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 leader in that instance who has to, you know, you know, get people involved and excited, uh is you you did grew up in uh one of the most historically important churches uh in American history probably. Um what was that like? Well, you know, what was the leadership like there? Like uh who who did was there any kind of like mentor figures or anyone who really inspired you to to be so civically engaged.
1: Yeah. Yes. And, you know. And and, and and you're right on. Uh, growing up in a church like that, so serving in many many ministries, you know, you, you're exposed to folk uh, uh, who you read about in in the history books and such, and, and uh, it's a it's a wonderful experience uh, that uh, at the time I really took <laughs> for granted. <laughs> I, I you, know, you know I I went there. Uh, you know, as a, as a parishioner, and, and enjoyed the history, and enjoyed the legacies and such. But uh, I, I allowed that to to shape me and to mold me, you know, and to and to uh, set a benchmark, you know, for, for 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 who and what I was to become. Uh, being around that 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 greatness uh, was 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 transferable. When you walk the halls that Martin Luther King. Uh, uh, walked, and I have had, had on occasion to be in that same pulpit, you know, and talk about environmental <laughs> issues. And you're looking out over, over the congregation, you know, and, and and you're standing there, you know, in the same position as in the same church as Martin Luther King, uh, with with this orator around civil rights, and your orator being around in, in, in environmental justice. Uh, and, and moving people, uh, to, to a change. So, so, uh, so yeah, you know, <laughs> there were, there were plenty of leaders there. And, and for, for instance, Coretta Scott King, uh, met her on many, many occasions. Uh, uh, she was in church every Sunday. Uh, uh she, she was a powerful, powerful leader, uh, powerful, powerful in, inspiration. And I could reach out and touch and talk. Encompassing with her you know on, on, on a routine basis you know and feel inspired and such uh, but, but then th- th- there was also the uh, pastors who who came through the church uh, that that uh, really made their mark uh, uh, on me as uh, as well as, uh, as, well as on, on the environment and one of those was, was uh, Reverend Joe Durley uh, Reverend, Reverend Durley. Uh, is a civil rights icon. He marched with King. He marched with Andrew Young. He marched with C.T. Vivian. All those. <laughs> John Lewis. And such. They all, all marched together. They were all members of, of uh, or, or frequented uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church. John Lewis was, was a member and such. Uh, but, but, but Reverend Durley has really stood out uh, among uh, lots of civil rights leaders uh, and, and icon and carries the torch. Of, of, of climate, carries the torch of, of equity and, and, and the environment and, and, and sustainability. And he's really taken his leadership from that pulpit uh, into the sustainability field and is now the board chair for Interfaith Power and Light, one of the largest sustainability organizations in the country. Uh, Reverend Durley has been a real steward, uh, steadfast. Uh uh he, he he doesn't just get into the pulpit on one Sunday morning and talk about climate and the environment. He does it on every Sunday morning. <laughs> and uh uh he shows up everywhere, you know. Some, sometimes with his <laughs> cloth on, uh but 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 has really been, been seen as one of those anchors in the movement uh, around faith, you know, who who embraces faith. And because of his of, of his steadfastness and because of his uh, of uh, of his rep- reputation uh, and courage to to, to to do that uh, uh his presence has has kind catali- has has served as a catalyst for other uh other uh, uh, or organizations in, in the faith arena to be formed and such uh so uh, so so, so he, he's been a, a, a real steward uh, in, in in that arena but, but you know, in, in, in order to do that, you know, you really have to be grounded in, in, in your purpose. So I love leaders who are grounded in, in their purpose, who are not easily distracted, who live their creed, you know, who stick to their mission and such. You know, so, so, you know, whether it been the early leaders, the leaders back in Warren County, North Carolina, uh, who, uh, who, uh, uh saw, uh, the, the, the need to, to stand up uh, against uh, uh, folks who, who, who are trying to uh, put uh, a landfill of hazardous waste in, in, the, in their community. You know, and, and that just springboarded uh, into other leaders like uh, Dr. Robert Bullitt, uh, who is known as the godfather of, uh, of uh, in, in environmental justice. Uh, and then there's been some, some modern-day leaders like Leslie Fields, uh, now who heads up the Sierra Club and their policy and legal division, or Jackie Patterson, uh, who now, uh, is a, is just taking the NAACP, which is one of the foundational civil rights organizations, uh, not only in this country, but internationally as well, you know, and really put a climate and equity lens on that organization. And they're doing some marvelous stuff. In this uh, in this uh, re- 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 arena as well, uh, uh, there's uh, uh, Reverend uh, uh, Fletcher uh, uh, out of uh, Green Faith as well, uh, who who has, has has done some really good stuff. Has been building an international following uh, when it comes to both faith and climate. Uh, uh, again, Green Faith. I mean, so, so there's a number of, of faith-based organizations. Uh, a number of civil rights organizations who have become transformative and leaders in this space because they have embraced creation care, they stick to their aim, they stick to their purpose of caring, caring for God's creation, uh, they, they live, live their creed, and also they have routine, frequent, meaningful, intentional engagement in, 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 in this space. And which have allowed them to become transformative leaders and such. So, um, so uh, many, many examples of, of those folks. Uh, but, but, but again, it, it all goes back to a foundation of purpose, a foundation of caring for creation. You
0: yourself are a fairly large figure in the environmental justice community. Uh, you've, you know, uh, were you had a hand in the National Environmental Justice Institute in Atlanta, and you've uh, started an, a National Environmental Justice Academy in Newport News. What, like, I, I know environmental justice is not anything new, uh, but it is kind of just now. Becoming a household word and a part of the national conversation. Uh, what do you hope to teach people about environmental justice? Uh, what What do you think is the, kind of the the big takeaways? What do you think people don't know enough about it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you know that, that that's 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 right on because because we uh, have 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 formed the have formed the uh, environmental justice academy. Uh, he, he, he here in, in in the state of Virginia that's a that's an offshoot uh, of the environmental Justice Academy which was formed by the EPA. I'm a graduate of that in, in, institution and such and we really feel as though in, in order to to uh, uh, to uh, uh, effectively uh, engage grassroots advocates in, in this space that they've got to be trained. You know, you know, one, they, 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 they've got, we've got to move them, move them from, from grassroots to, uh, to, to champions, uh, through, 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 leadership initiatives and such. They're on fire. They get it. They're on purpose. They got great aim and such, you know, but, but, but they don't know how to make great policy. <laughs> they don't know how to community organize, a <laughs> community build. Uh, they, and, and in fact, they really don't know what the revival regulations or issues and such. So, so, so we've got to move them from good to great. We've got to move them from being, uh, on fire grassroots advocates to transformative leaders and champions and such. So, so, uh, so, so we've, we, we've, come up with a, a grassroots leadership initiative on in our organization. Uh, we, we we're, we're, we're doing just that. You know, we, we we're identifying cohorts of, of grassroots leaders uh, who, who we can who we can move in a transformative nature uh, through study, through training, through certification, through mentoring, through storytelling, and such. So, so they're more, more, much, more effective in uh, what they do and how they do it. Uh, so, so, so grassroots. Uh, uh, Leadership Initiative, and then yes, uh, the, the the Environmental Justice Academy, which, which we're hosting here uh, in, in the state of Virginia, a ten month long program, just shot full of of information, shot full of instruction, and great speakers and experts. You know that 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 when we talk about regulations, when we talk about community building, when we talk about the tools like EJ Screen, where 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 we talk about who are some of the leaders in this field in order to benchmark, you know, and, and after they go through that 10 month program, that's not all, you know, that they need to put <laughs> this knowledge to work, you know, yeah. they need to be able to demonstrate this stuff. So, 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 so that's where they do capstone projects. So, so they're actually identifying projects which relate to the environment, whether it be uh, clean energy or, or mitigating, uh, a watershed problem like, like we have here in a in, in warfield canal, or whether it be air pollution, uh, or, or maybe it's just transforming a green space into into something for local food production to eliminate food food deserts, etc. You know they've got to put that that knowledge to work uh, through through an actual capstone project, and then they can graduate. You know <laughs> after they demonstrate that, after yeah. they have to demonstrate that they're worthy. Of that. So. So um, uh, besides that, we're also building the National Biomobile Justice Institute in Atlanta. Uh, that's, that's in conjunction with uh at, at Atlanta Metropolitan State College. Uh, and that is where uh we 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 plan to house not only uh another training academy, uh, but but when you think about it, you know, what are our our communities face a broad range of stressors. A broad range of impacts. So, so we need to provide that technical assistance. We need to provide that 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 scientific leverage points. You know, by 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 marrying communities up with scientists and and, and other folk who, who can help them in that, in that area. We need to empower them with, with legal assistance uh, uh, to, to to help them with barriers, uh, financial assistance, and et cetera, et cetera. So, so so the, the institute will 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 will. Uh, provide uh, research it will it will provide uh, capacity building for organizations. it will help c- communities to be transformative uh, like our eco district uh, it 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 will move leadership forward as well. Uh, so it, it will be we're, we're hoping that it would be the number one uh, 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 research institute for 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 leadership uh, and transformative change in in environmental justice in the country. So again, uh, a combination of of, uh, of our grassroots leadership initiative program, our ongoing uh, environmental justice academy and such uh, here, here in Virginia, uh, and then also uh, putting together the National Environmental Justice Institute uh, is, is going to h- help shape some great leaders and, and br- bring about really strong and significant sustainable change in our communities.
0: And that's, yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I look at, I try and keep up with the, the Virginia general assembly as much as I can. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I am an amateur when it comes to reading policy and, uh, you know, that is a, that is a skill. Even just reading it, let alone writing it is something that, yeah, it's good that you're providing a service for, for people in, in the grassroots to be able to, to get that skill.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you know, and, and, and uh, that, that, that skill is not rarely obtained. I try and find and, and follow the General Assembly as well. Man, ah, that's a, that's a full-time job. And, and, yeah. and I recognize <laughs> that. And, and we're going to get somebody full-time to do that because they, quickly. Because, one, it, it deserves that, that attention. Uh, two, in order to be effective, you have to be constantly engaged in that space, constantly monitoring that space, and constantly moving that space as well. You know and, and three it's a it's it's a it's a phenomenal grow, growth uh, opportunity uh for for an intern or for or, or or for someone else uh who who really believes in policy and 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 the power that and, and the power that it that it has to transform our our community so um, so, so so yeah I'm gonna give this hat to somebody else yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh well uh back to you know how how you know how the the education for the 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 environmental justice academy goes uh you know the idea of you you have to learn the theory but then you have to you have to have this capstone project that puts into practice uh is is really great i mean that's that's how my education on the arts was like uh yeah and and through that uh it really seems like the, the Cavalier Manor eco district is kind of an an example of that, of, of putting all of these ideas of sustainability, of equity, of justice, of, of environmental conservation uh, together into practice in the same place. Um, I know uh, 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 I'm not going to list all 17 because it's a very long list, but uh, I know that the, the seven, the UN mandated 17, uh, uh, sustainability, uh, you know, concepts are really, really important to that district. Uh, what's it like taking all of these these uh, different theories and different ideas and and different philosophies around approaching climate change and appro- approaching justice, and making them all work together in a single community? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, it's a it's a it's a heavy lift, uh, but 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 it's a wonderful lift as well because 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 rarely do do, do do communities like this have an opportunity for transformative change, of moving from striving to thriving, of embracing principles around equity, resilience, and climate action, of 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 moving forward and and and, and uplifting priorities like creating a sense of place and, and prosperity for all, uh, and and health and wellness, uh, resource restoration, living in infrastructure, and making sure the community is connected, and on top of that, yeah. All seventeen goals, which I can, which I can <laughs> tell you about. Uh, <laughs> another hat that I, I, I wear is that I'm, I'm one of the co-founders, the leaders of the uh, of the uh, UN uh, uh, UN Center for uh, Expertise and Education for Sustainable Development in, in Atlanta. Uh, so we, we, we're dealing with how to implement these SDGs on, on a daily basis. Uh, but 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 yes, it's, but it's. It, Try, uh, making the eco district ha- happen uh and in, in one of the country's largest african-american communities is, is is a real challenge but it's fun uh it's engaging it's 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 different for the city uh, it's different for the region um uh, but 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 uh but it, it's working yeah uh, <laughs> we, 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 we were we we've been able to bring in some 150. Uh, uh, interns and students and faculty and consultants and volunteers, uh, over a two year period and such, and implement uh, some 40 some odd projects and programs and activities and events, uh, which has put in about $2 million worth of, of, of cost equivalent, cost equivalent dollars into the community. So, so we're, we're proud of that, but, 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 but we need to go further and such, uh, moving the community from striving to thriving. Uh, Transforming uh but particularly a community that's steeped in so much history and tradition, uh, 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 and, and, all, and you know, it has its special nuances that, that that you have to embrace, and such. Uh, so, community organizing, community building, and bonding uh, uh, is is paramount, and such. Uh, but, because because doing this, it's all about. Grassroots engagement. It's all about collective impact with a common mission and vision and agenda and a backbone organization, uh, moving forward, uh, with, with collaborative problem solving, uh, whether we're using the EPA's nine step method or doing a design charrette, uh, or having focus groups, et cetera, et cetera. Again, it's all about collaboration and then building out a huge roadmap for, for the community as well. Uh, where 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 you're transforming it a piece at a time, and such, but 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 you're doing it uh, using science. You're doing it using metrics. You're doing doing it using using your feet because you're walking the street, and making <laughs> observations, and talking with folks, and shaking hands and fist bumping, high five, and all that sort of stuff. You know, in in order to make this happen. So it's a heavy heavy lift for any community, but it's fun uh, because because we we we've been able to get. Colleges, and universities on board with us, uh, and they enjoy. Versus some, some, some of them are in Georgia, and they travel all the way here to help us. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, and I don't know if it's if it's us or or the food or or, <laughs> uh, or 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 if they just like like the drive, but but they come all the way here. Example: We we just kicked off a green school project at at at, at one of the local at, at elementary schools, and a team of students came all the way from Kennesaw State University in Georgia. Just to, just to model this particular school in our eco-district, help, help, help it to transform and such. So so in building partnerships, you know, we've been, been able to build partnerships uh, with NASA and NOAA uh, and, and some other, uh, other uh, uh, entities, uh, which are known both nationally and, and, and internationally. Using science is brand new. Again, as I talked about earlier in communities, but we, we've been able to do it here. It's, but by the use of apps and other means as well example we're partnering with uh as you know uh, the, the the local area has a mosquito problem yeah. so, so so we're bringing in folks uh for, from from the uh, uh, Institute for for environmental strategies department partner with us using an application uh, to, to help uh, uh, minimize the threat of mosquitoes in, in our in, in in our community, again, using science because mosquitoes, as you know, carry West Nile disease and and uh, and all sorts of other uh, diseases and ailments as well. It's, it's a it's a threat to our community uh, where we're trying to minimize health disparities. So, using science to, to, to do that uh, is fun and exciting as well. And, and another thing, you know, is we have a have a chance to engage our schools. You know, for, for instance, we have a we have a Warfield Canal project which will require students to use. Uh, 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 an educational science system called Globe, uh, which is the Global Learning Observation Benefiting benefit the Environment Program, uh, and uh, and uh, and so so it's a program you use in 130 countries, and we're bringing it here. Oh. You know, so so students can go out and take samples of blades of grass, and you know, and make observations of of trees and such, uh, and use apps uh, to, to 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 measure. Water pollution, et cetera, et cetera. And so, so, so bring it together in, in the ecodistrict is fun. It's, it's exciting. It's challenging. You got to be creative as all heck. <laughs> you got to, you have to become a uh, social media king or queen, you know, to, to get the word out because it's all about credibility in these communities. Grandma wants to see something, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But these communities are ripe with, with opportunity. They're ripe with, with history. They're ripe. Uh, with 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 needs uh, that that go beyond the normal, that go beyond the status quo. Uh, so so uh, coming in here and building a resilience hub, building a center for energy infrastructure, renewable technologies. You know, uh, uh, creating an energy for all program, uh, uh, creating a program to, to minimize health disparities, uh, linking with one hundred and thirty companies. Uh, to, to boast our prosperity for all initiative with with good jobs and decent work and and uh, and, and and career and professional professional development op- professional development op- opportunities you know it's 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 about also working with m- many parties as possible including local government where 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 possible so uh, uh it's fun it's exciting it's challenging uh, but but we've got a lot of partners. Uh, we've we got a lot of interest uh and, and and there's just a lot of work to do in these communities both from threats inside the communities as well as outside of the communities and one of the, and, and again so some 40 some of our projects uh we, we're still digging we're still learning uh what finally we, we, one of the projects that, that we're going to do that we're doing right now for the community involves uh the, the community uh as well as a lot of Big Green and, and uh, other major environmental organizations uh, throughout Virginia uh, we're, we're going to do a cumulative impact study. you know we, we need to ask ourselves okay these communities see stressors both acute and chronic how is that degrading the, the life uh, the life forces in these communities and such you know how does the cumulative impact of air pollution the cumulative impact of water pollution? the cumulative impact of development induced displacement, the cumulative impact of crime, the cumulative impact of poor poor quality education, you know, and on and on and on and on. How does the exposure uh, to to, to all of those uh, negative externalities affect the individual uh, resident in in the community? And more important, how can those uh, stressors be mitigated and such? So so we're doing these cumulative impact studies as well. Uh so so the battle goes on. Uh it's fun, it's exciting, it's engaging, innovative. Uh but more importantly, you know, we, we are moving from striving to thriving, transforming lives in, in the process. Not only the current generation, but for generations to come.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's what's really inspiring about it too is to see uh, you know, in with these kind of like non-government organizations, sometimes you can feel like, well, we we put ourselves out there, and and maybe the community didn't engage with it enough, or or whatever. But to see you know uh, the eco district really fully buy into it, uh, and and throw everything they have in there with you, along with all of these other organizations, really shows that uh, you know uh, this has to be a successful thing. It has to be doing something for their lives. Otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. And if it's successful here, it can be successful anywhere in the country. And hopefully it'll inspire other communities to be able to, to do this kind of work to, to, to better their communities and take control of their communities.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it ain't easy. <laughs> it ain't easy. You know, yeah. it, it, <laughs> it, 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 lastly, you have to be persistent. You have to be persistent and determined and and take your, your, your failures as they come and dust yourself off, pick it off and just keep going, <laughs> keep going, you know, keep going. And because that, that's the only thing, you know, you can bring off a science and mythology methodology and smarts, you know, and book knowledge, uh, but, but, but it really comes down to, you know, how badly you want this, how badly you, you are determined how badly do you want to see it through and your perseverance uh, to make lives better and care for the creation?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh I, you know, I couldn't think of of a better way to to send this first episode off. Uh that that, you know, uh that line really, really sells it. Uh that, you know, it's hard work, but it's worth it.
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. well. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, uh, you know, you're you're a very inspiring figure in the community, uh, and uh, it's uh, always amazing to hear you talk about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure as well. Thank thanks so much. Uh, uh, and 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 this really re- really helps us to keep on keeping up. You know? Yeah. When <laughs> folks are paying, paying paying attention to the work, uh, and and pushing us to do better.
0: I hope you enjoyed our discussion today. You can find Gary and his work with the Center for Sustainable Communities at csc-etl.org. And you can also find that in the show notes. For the month of February, we're asking Virginia residents to contact Senator Mark Warner and Senator Kaine and urge them to speed up the confirmation of Deb Haaland for the position of Secretary of the Interior. You can check out valcv.org for more info and for more up-to-date climate actions. Our theme music is by Andrew Giotto. And our podcast is produced by me, Colin. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and have a great week.